The entrance of God's word gives light and understanding to the simple. Be yielded and open your hearts to the light of God's word through his servants, Pastor Chintok Ishaku. God bless you. exalt you tonight because your word is eternal we thank you because you have chosen oh God to reveal you, yourself to us by your word so I ask tonight that you cast that the light of your word floods our eyes your word is a lamp unto my feet your spirit revives your spirit reveals you to us our souls now thirst for our great God Lord we stand ready for your word oh send your light and truth and we'll rise up to you Lord we come unto your word we have come now we come Lord by your spirit you've drawn us to you Lord we with hearts open wide unto you speak your word let Jesus be glorified your spirit's alive is living and breathing in our hearts your word is a soul revealing the intents of our hearts we bow our hearts before your will as it's revealed within your word flow river flow cleanse us deep within till you are all Lord we come to your word we have come now we come Lord by your spirit you've drawn us to you Lord we come with hearts open wide to you speak your word let Jesus be
our hearts Your word is a sword Revealing the intents of our hearts We bow our hearts We bow our hearts Before your will As it's revealed Within your word Flow, river, flow Jesus in our midst. Please glorify Jesus in our midst. Reveal your kingdom in its power and its glory. Reveal the force of your nature, even the nature of eternal life. Reveal the power that breaks the power, that tree that caused the fall. Lord, reveal yourself. It's your heart that we're after, Lord. We need every moment to count. Let the lifting of our hands be as the evening sacrifice, sweet incense on our altars. It's your heart that we're after, Lord. We need every moment to count. So let the lifting of our hands be 
as the evening sacrifice between incense on our altar. Let the lifting of our hands touch your heart. Let the singing of our songs touch your heart. Our worship touch your heart. Our devotion touch your heart. Personalize it. The lifting of my hands. The lifting of my hands touch your heart. Let the singing of my song. Let the singing of my song touch your heart. My word. Touch your heart. Let the 
take your seats in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure you'll have been told by now, all pastors, pastors, wives, heads of departments, please find your seats as I speak. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, darling. Amen. 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 
Hallelujah. I just wanted to be sure you were here. Amen. Thank you guys. Please take your seats too. Let's let's teach. Amen. I trust the Lord that you know we'll you know yesterday I didn't teach. So today I'm teaching for yesterday and today. You understand? We need to catch up. <laughs> Amen. Alright, so since we need to catch up, let's start on time. How many of you are excited? Your heart is already expectant about the things that we're going to teach tonight. How many of you are excited? Really? Okay, if you are not excited, don't worry. If you had to come to church, somebody forced you today it's just because you just had to make it. Glory, hallelujah. I'm glad you came and I'm glad that um, God is speaking to us in the directions in which he's speaking to us. And um, part of the reasons why I, I did a few of the rearrangements, you will see. Um, I think that we're about to enter into a very strong training phase as a church. All right. You know, we're a very young church, especially in Jaws. Um, I think we're about to enter into a very strong training phase as a church. It's part of the reasons why I need the attention of all the pastors and leaders and heads of departments. You know that I'm not very traditional about seat arrangements. So you should know by now that um, seat arrangements don't really count to me. Where you sit is not my business. But we, we will need to be able to do certain trainings. I need to be able to take note of the fact that you are here to be trained. Amen? I said, Amen. Don't. Why are you provoking? Hallelujah. Alright? So, um, we're discussing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Alright? And we will... That's not the only tree we are going to discuss. Okay? We'll also discuss the tree of, of life. And we're also going to speak about everlasting life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil will provide for us a platform to understand what has been damaged. Does he understand what I'm saying? Eh? Okay. I said, does he understand what I'm saying? And you said, yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, understanding the tree of life or understand the tree of the knowledge of good and evil first and foremost will provide for us a basis to know what has gone out of place because the moment we understand what has gone out of place then we'll now know what what to fix abby abby uh, we need to know what has damaged then when we know what has damaged then we know what to fix and don't forget let's let's give ourselves a reminder first john chapter 4 let's do 15 16 17 and 18 just read those verses and then we will jump all the way to genesis chapter 2 and then we'll start there all right first john chapter 4 15 16 17 18 let's just read whoever shall confess okay so who whosoever shall confess that jesus is the son of god what happens god dwells in him and he dwells in god verse 16 verse 16 and we have known and believed the love that god had to us now notice he speaks about you dwelling in God and God dwelling in you. Then he began to say, I thought he would say, we have known and believed God. Or we have known and believed God's presence. Right? But it defined the presence of God in our lives as love. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. Then he went on to say, God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells where? No, notice. So love dwells in us. We dwell where? In love. Okay. Okay, you didn't get what I'm saying. The previous verse has spoken about God. Yeah? Right? 
uh -huh, that we dwell if we believe that jesus christ is the son of god then we dwell in god and god dwells in us and i said to you the moment that belief that once we have believed once we have arrived at salvation once we have come to the place where we have confessed the lordship of jesus it is settled god finds his habitation in us and we find our habitation in god but this is the kind of the manifestation I told you when we started studying first john i said to you in first john part of the things you find is the fruit of the presence of god one of the that's the reason why the average person who claims to understand new creation realities cannot really relate with first john john i'm saying now when i speak about new creation realities i'm not speaking about them in the light of what scripture makes available i'm speaking about it in the light of the concepts we have drawn out of it and in that light all we speak about is what has been done we don't take the time to speak about the fruit that is expected out of us by reason of that which is done are you following me eh? if i paid your school fees in full that's not the end of the story there's a fruit i expect at the end of the term if my child comes back home and he's still a dollar it doesn't change the fact that i paid in full is that correct Come on, is anybody with me? So, part of the things, that's why in 2 Corinthians 5, listen, I like to read 2 Corinthians 5 because that's basically where we pick up the words new creator from. Are you following me? Let's do, let's do a review of 2 Corinthians 5. I'm not going to stay there, I promise you. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. Give him from verse 14. Because it's verse 17 that said, if any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. Right? So, if there's any scripture that speaks about being a new creation, it is Psalm Corinthians 5. Alright? Because that's not what we came to discuss. I'll not start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 14. For the love of Christ does what? Come on. What does it do? Constrains us. Now, listen to me. It's not Christ that is constraining us. It's the love, sir, that we see coming out of Christ that has become what? A constraint for us. That's why sometimes I'm amazed at 21st century believers. I'll explain what I mean to you. There are certain things that once they happen to you consistently, Josiah, if you can stop and think, it will just constrain you. Are you following me? For instance, you, you remember, Pastor David, the Bible says, do not be overcome with evil. Overcome evil with good. Now, what does that mean? It simply means that if the force of evil is at you the natural reaction will be to send evil out is that correct but then the bible says that you must take in that evil master it and then produce good i hope you know that you cannot produce good out of the evil so you will master the evil put the evil aside take the source of good that already resides in you produce good from there and send back in the direction in which evil was coming to you and then the Bible didn't tell you that once you do that, you will overcome, sir. He said you have to keep on doing it. The reason is because when good keeps going in the direction where evil is coming consistently, you remember that the Bible says you will reap if you faint not? Do you remember that? Yeah. So the problem is at the point when we are supposed to break through, we begin to faint. How does it break the power of evil? I'll explain to you, man. The direction from which the evil is coming, if good keeps coming to it, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that you are heaping 
burning coals. That's what constrain means. Listen, you are literally, you are literally tormenting the person who is sending you evil. No, that's what Jesus meant. Because what the person cannot understand is how is he, how am I sending evil consistently and good is coming back to me consistently. Listen to me. One of the things you need to know is that the Holy Spirit is not only at work in the believer. You know we emphasize a lot about the work of the Holy Spirit in the believer in church. We forget that Jesus said that he was also given to the world. And that his work with the world is to convict men of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So every unbeliever, every unbelieving man has encounters with the Holy Ghost daily. That's the only way he can repent. Are you following me? So if you release works consistently, Raymond, in the direction of a person, by the Holy Ghost, what you are releasing is the power of conviction. Are you following me? As the power of conviction keeps going, what does it do? The power of conviction, as it keeps going, begins to do what is called heaping burning coals. But the only way God can sit upon whatever you are doing to bring conviction is that it has to be good. If not, it will not be the nature of God. Are you following me? Let me, if you want, let me, let me address something. Very common with believers. Very common with believers. The Bible didn't say avoid evil. It said overcome evil. You know what is very common with believers? If there are that's coming consistently from Ada, what do I do? Oh, oh, oh come on now. Eh? Oh, no, only Alex said it. Oh, what? And we... You know, in recent times, God has been showing us certain things we do righteously. With no conviction. With no conscience. You know when you avoid, there's no conscience following it. In fact, before you began to avoid, you have told yourself, it's righteousness. Oh, you're not like me. I don't like you guys. You guys are very holy. Yeah? So, the common thing to do, Josiah, is if you are the place from which my trouble comes... Um, where the Bible didn't say I will show you the working of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil today so that you understand the power of that working is reaction listen to me any reaction hear me any reaction that comes sir, by reason of what was sent in your direction comes from that tree we're going to talk about today the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is reactionary. You realize, sir, that when I was speaking earlier, I said to you, you know you cannot produce good out of that evil. No, no, no. So you have to overcome, excuse me, you have to overcome that evil, push that evil aside, then reach the fountain where good is in your life. Attempting me. I stand amazed in your presence. Keep playing. You know, you know instruments speak. You know they speak. Uh -huh. I don't know what's in his heart, but that's what I heard. 
So it is easy, sir, to sit upon because you see, I will show you that those trees, they supply energies. The moment you eat of them, you receive the strength that comes from them. Are you following me? The moment you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I will show you today in James chapter 3. That actually that thing is simply interpretation. That tree is simply how are you interpreting? It's not what is being done to you. It's how are you receiving and interpreting what is coming at you. The moment you lose the right interpretation. The moment you lose it, you will eat of the power of a tree and you will birth certain reactions within the boundaries that your soul can take. Listen to me. I'm very conscious of my words. Within the boundaries that your soul can take. I use those words because, Mamana, what, when Satan sits on your heart, what he wants to do actually is occupy for that boundary. But he will only op operate presently around the boundaries that you consider righteous. When Satan sits upon your soul, what he really wants to do is expand the boundaries of the working of the tree we're about to discuss. He really wants to expand the boundaries because if you were an unbeliever, for instance, if they threw it at you, you can kill. Right? If you found somebody with your wife, you'll be looking for somebody to sleep with that will touch him. Oh, you, you, these are the matters we don't discuss in church. Then people go home struggling. I know I'm conscious that I'm speaking beyond this church. Really, Ada? So, because by reason of the working of the word of God, the possibility to kill has been shut up in your heart. The best operation that Satan can now do is, if you consider malice legal, and you don't consider it any sin, in the light of disobeying God, even as a new creation, the devil will sit in that malice space and cause you to throw out malice without feeling anything in your conscience. Because the boundaries we are speaking about is the ability to stretch and stretch and stretch the power of your conscience until nothing, nothing. When the Bible says that the iniquity of a people or the their iniquity is full, it simply means that there was no longer conscience at work. And what replaces conscience is feeling. That's why we are a feeling-driven generation. Okay, come, come. Fine girl, I just see her. Look at me straight in the eye. Then there's suddenly light in our eyes. Then we are going. See, she's shy. Then we are going. Now, look, look. If ever, look at us. You know it's church and it's under camera. So you know I will not do anything. But look at us. Suddenly we look at each other. And wow, she likes this pastor. He's got good swag. Fine jacket. See his jeans. Fine shoes. And I like this girl. She's just got away. See her glasses. Duh. Come on. When she looks at you in the eye, she just electrocutes your heart. Duh. Oh my God. So, babe, as I'm saying this, you know who I'm remembering? Willie. <laughs> Are you following me? Are you, is anybody following me? Come on. Is anybody following me? The moment that happens, I forget I have a wife. I don't remember she's got a relationship or she's got a husband. 
I, be, I am now born of a generation that follows how it feels. So you notice, what am I reacting to? I'm reacting to an impulse that entered into me. And the moment I became reactionary within the boundaries of my soul that I consider legal. That's one of the reasons why I believe that in the last two, three services, God has been showing us certain things that, were, that are sin resident in our hearts that we have not even considered as sin yet, like worry. So, if the only space, if you cannot keep malice, right? You cannot keep anger, right? You cannot kill the person back, right? You can't revenge. You cannot curse. Because the word of God has worked that much in your heart. If the only tiny little space left for that tree in your heart is worry, Satan will sit there. He will sit there and send the powers of the forces of hell there with an intent to bring your heart to the place where you agree with him. That I cannot just worry about this thing and do not. And the moment he does that, he has conquered fresh terrain in you. Because some of you didn't know you could hate as much as you now hate. But you didn't have hatred resident in you. It was a territory conquered. Because Satan sat upon what you gave him. Worry. Are you understanding me? If you were not saved and you could kill, Satan will mastermind murder in your heart as a response to what has been done to you. Come on now. Come on now. Let me deal with one more so that you can understand. Sit down, darling. Let me deal with one, one more so that you can understand. it, Sam, if anything happens between you and her, And you know that you know that you cannot in response go and sleep with another girl. You know it because you are saved. The word of God has washed away that possibility in your heart. And actually what Satan is trying to get is he's trying to regain that possibility. What does Satan do? He leaves, he now uses the space that he has available. What's the space? Well, let her not think that she can just be riding on somebody because he's born again. Then it becomes legal for you to do silent treatment. Those of you who are not married, better pray for against this day. Because all of us who are married, you know, when I was counseling, we go there and look at her. Part of the things I told them is, is we open up our lives and show you our can of worms. Not because we want you to think that we are. No, not really because we want you to see our dirt. Nobody wants it. It's like I stand in church and I say, how many people were virgins before they married? And if you are not married, if you are a virgin, lift up your hand. Some of you will claim virgin by faith. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you remember if anyone being Christ is a new creature. <laughs> the real reason is because nobody wants his can of worms to be opened in public. When we come to counsel, that's why Paul said, we have not only taught you of the word of God, we have taught you of our lives also. 
When we add our lives to it, it's not because our lives are perfect. Sometimes in teaching our lives, we teach you the things that we have suffered because we didn't yield to perfection. That's true teaching, man. So, ma, as, as, as pastors as we are, sincerely, and it's not, it's not common to any one of us, it's a normality. I can ask around. Believe me, see the one, two, three, four. I can ask now. See, Namblip is even sitting behind. See, someone is sitting beside her. We can ask. In which home do we think silent treatment is a sin? have you ever considered that sir silent treatment is the door because of how saved you are that's the only door left for satan to enter your house so what he does is he will now try to multiply the things that happen in your home that will birth silent treatment because if he can multiply it and add the pressure on your soul, you will soon dare. Even if you don't sleep with somebody, you will masturbate to prove to her that she's nothing. Masturbation is not a male problem. Because I said prove to her. And the moment you get there, Satan is gaining territory. I will make sense because now you have added masturbation to silent treatment so I said to you when he sits there his intent really is to gain territory are you following that's his intent but what he will use to gain territory is the territory that is available now. That's why it's important to be able to stand and say, the prince of this world comes, but he has not seen. There's no guy. Paul was closing his letter to Thessalonians, and he said to them, don't give the devil a foothold. Sir, what is a foothold? It means don't give him space that will take only his leg within your territory. That means Satan is not here, but his leg has entered. It tells you that really he wants to. Eh? It's time to show up. And now look at me and tell me new creations don't teach like that. It was Peter who was writing. And he said, okay, your adversary, the devil. He said, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So what's your response to him? Be sober, be vigilant. That means your eyes need to be open. You need to know that's the possibility of where Satan can come in. And war against him. That's why the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Sir, there are too many things I've done for this woman. She does not deserve it. On the strength of how I feel. That's how you walk. If I consider what she did to me, it's 
not the kind of time to say I love you. It's not the kind of time to go out and buy suya. But your response to every evil must be good. Let me tell you, man. When Satan sees that you are determined to produce good, listen, I didn't say just take it. Remember I said when you take it, put it aside, enter into your threshold of good and respond to it. I didn't use the word react. I said to you, the power of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is reaction. But the man who lives by love will respond to every evil circumstance with good. Don't only overcome it, respond. Ma, Rande Bakyaosi. The day he annoys you, make sure he comes back home to a good dinner. If you have to. Allah Pastor Wale Mugune. I'll give him his honor. His mark will be higher. Really? If he comes back home to a good dinner, even if you have to borrow to fix it, borrow, fix the dinner. Let him walk in. Welcome him from the door. Hug him there. Know that you are at war. You don't feel like it. But I'm at war. I don't tell Satan he does not have to with me. At that point, I, I should be saying to myself, I wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hey, that's why the brother you don't like is the brother you should visit. No, no, no. Do you know why? Because I'm at war. If I don't close this gap, tomorrow if I hear that Josiah did something and he's about to come down, I will not, I cannot deny that I was happy. Oh. Uh, do you understand? I might not show my joy. You know, we are Christians are strong hypocritical people. I'm telling you, we say, ah, that wonderful brother. But inside our hearts, we are telling ourselves, not against you. Josiah, every time you wear suit, if pastor announces service, you see him around the door. And he will not be greeting the brothers, he'll be greeting his sisters. Why won't he fall? You have finished calculating the reason why he fell. You don't even know whether the girl that has targeted him for like six months pressing him night and day it's not your business you are happy that you have finally proven a point Does... oh god i hope you know i'm already speaking about the tree eh. we'll read the verses if that's what you want us to do we will read it we'll be taking in the knowledge of the tree you have to understand that's the operation and the tree comes with a power and i told you that the functioning that tree is actually interpretation. When anything happens to you, how do you interpret it? That's how we know what tree is at work in you. Once Satan sits there, David, once he sits there, I say, that's his only space. But he can gather all of hell's arsenals. I will use a life circumstance and explain it to you. So at some point in my marriage, our lack of problem became our problem. Because when you lack problem, anything can be problem. Oh, you don't know what I'm saying. So I'm coming to you and I'm saying, see this man, she will not let me rest. Well, what happened? That I held cup 
with oily hand. That's the presence of lack of problem. Because if she sees real problem, do you know what I'm saying? <coughs> oh no, you don't know what I'm talking about. John Sam saying, then I help up with oily hand. Then we will go to sleep not talking to each other. Don't you know that I used to suffer to wash that cup? Your real problem is lack of problem. Because when there's a real problem, oil on top of cup will not be problem. Now let me explain what I mean to you. Sir, oil on top of cup is Satan's only possibility. And because that's Satan's only possibility, he's sensing as much force into that matter. Then you too, when you stop to think, you are thinking, really, why did I react like that? No, no, no. It was hell. Hell unleashed its arsenal because that's its only possibility with you. So, really, Satan's strength is to show up in things you are not expecting. That you're angry that they shared food, it didn't reach you. Your problem is too much love. John you know Sam saying, No, if there was no love in church, for instance, you won't even be as, when they want to start sharing the food because you know that naturally, since she married Igala, she loves only Igala people. So if they give her the food to share, it's only Igala people that will get the food, even me as the pastor, her brother in the flesh. Do you understand? I will not get anything. So, once you know it, the moment they pass the thing to Pastor Omale's wife, Kadri and the Kofa Katefi, they have gone. But that you even had hope that they shared it, shared it, shared it. Then he reached directly beside you and it finished. Then you are angry that, okay, they didn't even give you. My, bro my brother, your problem is too much love. That's all. Imagine, I have fallen sick for two days. And nobody came to visit me. Brother, you even still have expectation. There are churches where people fall sick. They almost die. Three months later, they recover. When they finish recovering, after many injections, they return. That's when people remember that they existed. Ah, okay, where have you been? <laughs> and because that is the norm, you can't even be angry. But here, you miss one service. Then they're calling you. Ah, ah, where are you? Why didn't we see you in church? And they are feeling very special. They now miss another one. They didn't call you. They are thinking, eh, there's no more love in this church. You have knows. Is anybody following me? When you understand these things, you now know we are at war. That's how you know it. And then you will know that our wrestle, sir, has never been against flesh and blood. So that if I wake up and they say, Pastor Jesse said that about you. The first thing I want to do is erase Pastor Jesse. Er erase the name. And on the, then you can begin to understand the purpose. If you don't erase the name, already your interpretation is wrong. So let me go back to where we stopped. Yeah, I promised you we weren't going to stay too long there. So let me get out of there quickly. For the love of Christ does what? Constrains us. 
That was what I was trying to explain. When I now said to you, really, when we sit down and we see the love, is new creation I was trying to show you, right? When we see the love that is coming from Christ and how consistently it is coming at us, what does it become to us, George? It becomes a constraint. The Bible didn't say Christ constrains us. No, no, no. It's the love of Christ. It then means that if we can sit down and study and see how consistently and how insistently Christ loves us, suddenly, what will it become? A constraint. I, I don't think I should pass that. Let, let's do constraint. Josiah, that like, come here, close. Let's do constraint. What is constraint? Someone, try coming down. What am I doing? So even if he wants to leave this territory, he cannot. It then means that the love of Christ is that strong. But it's only as strong as the consideration you give to it. When you don't consider it, its force, its ability to constrain you is gone. You have to be able to look and know I am loved. If you don't know that Christ has loved you and loved you deeply. If you don't know it, sir. You can get up and feel lonely. And then enter into excesses in your life. Really, it's not because the love of Christ is any less powerful. It's because it is only as powerful as the consideration that you give it is one of the reasons why you know that's what we are studying perfect love casts out all fears that's what we are studying is one of the reasons why love cannot be perfected in you until you take some time out daily in meditation to consider the love of Jesus Kauna Yesu Batakarewa Kauna Yesu Babu Iyaka Batakarewa Agare Se Kauna Yesu Kauna Yesu Babu just say it one more time. Say Kaunaria Isu. Burial here in Jesus Christ. The corner Allah uba. Soon tan ruhu my turn. Soon anantare the need. Takanan harabata. But akarewa. meditate and see the places where the love of Jesus has met you you will lack constraint 
Satan will eat up territory in your life. So the love of Christ constrains us. Thank you, sir. Because what? Can you see consideration there? Oh, 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 oh. Can you see consideration there? I told you it is only as strong as what? As your consideration. So if love is happening at you, sir, and you are not considering it, every additional action of love, its intent will be to call your attention. Sir, have you ever been in a place where you despise love, despise it, despise it, despise it, then finally God did one strong thing. Then when he did the same, it caused you to turn back and see how many things he has done that you despised. Oh, oh, oh. How many Christians do I have in this church? It is, that's the story of my life almost every time. Certain things you receive that you even think are your right. You're so used to getting it now. You don't consider it. Suddenly, the Lord does a massive thing in your life. Like a massive blow of love. When it happens at you, then you stop. Then you realize he didn't start it today. He's been doing it every day. I've just not been able to consider it. One that we commonly speak about, but we don't always take account of, is he woke me up this morning. We don't understand, we don't understand how gracious that is. The reason is because we wake up, unbelievers wake up, we saw them yesterday, they are seeing us today, and then everybody just thinks, well, it's a normal process of life. We just... Until you read scripture and you find out that it is in his mercy that he causes rain to fall upon the righteous and the unrighteous. It doesn't mean he's not the one who caused it. Then suddenly you escape one major accident. As you escape it, and you are coming out. They are thinking, he has given his angels charge over me. Listen to me. The angel didn't walk over time to make me escape that accident. It's the same angel that was waking you every morning. <laughs> but because we don't consider it, many times, George, it will take a big thing. That's the reason why, Pastor TV. If a brother is losing consideration of your love, what do you do? You do one big thing. That's how God does it. You know, in our marriages, we are so used to peace. We are so used to it. That sometimes we miss war. Do you understand? We forget how it is for us to be shouting at each other. Then we want to orchestrate a circumstance. If that orchestration ever works, remind yourselves how beautiful peace is by doing one big thing. Just pass TV. A day will come when Fauzia will annoy you. You will go out, sell your present car, buy a better car. No, do you want to sell it? Buy a better car, drive it home, and tell her, take it. I love you. It's not your birthday. No, no, no. Patience is telling Alex to make sure he hears that part properly. 
Eh? Was there? A day is coming. David will annoy you. He will walk out of the house. You will carry all his old clothes. Burn them. Go to a boutique. Buy him a whole new set of clothes. Hang them in his hunger. <laughs> See this man. This guy is an old creature. You know what he told her? He said if you burn that particular one. <laughs> Are you following me? He, he burnt, burnt his old clothes. Leave the ashes outside so that he can know you burnt it. Where you don't have to burn it. You can look for people who need it and share it. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you how daring we ought to be in establishing love. Walk out. Let me, sir, the moment we arrive at this place, even Satan will be afraid to send temptation to us. He's afraid. Because he's afraid of what will come out by reason of sending us a child. And you know God is faithful to sponsor your intent in this kind of matter. God? It's when you're thinking, Do you understand? That, that's your intent. And there's no money for the purpose as you are saying it, I said God in heaven will wake somebody up from his sleep who will send money to your account. Because see, it's not only Satan that has energy for what he wants to do. When the energy of God's love shows up, it paralyzes Satan. God is able to sponsor your intent. For with us judge, right? I said to you, love is only as strong as the, your consideration. For with us judge, that if one died for all, then who died? That means we, we will sit down and think, Jesus died for us. It will not only produce, yeah, glory, hallelujah, he died for me. It will also produce, if he died for me, then I was the one who was supposed to be dead. And that if I was the one who was supposed to be dead, next person. And that he died for me is so that I that live will not henceforth live. Oh, come on. That I will not henceforth live for myself. That means if I was the one who died, sorry, if I was the one who died, he would have still been alive. Didn't he die for you? Hey, hey. So if he didn't die for you, he would have still been alive. I took the time one time and proved that to you from scripture. That the only reason why death would have been able to have dominion over him would have been disobedience. And because Jesus did in perfect obedience, he had the right to live all his life. Until the day ma, God asked him, would you take the cup? If he had said no, disobedience would have arrived. Oh, you didn't hear me. I wish you heard me. But if God never gave him the cup, sir, because it is the wages of sin that is death, Jesus would have still been alive in 2017. And the young. 
because age is actually the power of the working of death that's why in eternity there'll be no time counting Are you following me? Some of you think that when you get to heaven and you see your uncle or you see your grandfather, you say, Granny, good evening, sir. <laughs> Let, let's not talk about that. <laughs> what is your guess? I think when I get to heaven, I see my daddy. Daddy, a couple. Why are you laughing? I, is, is anybody following me? Ma, that the moment I sit down to think, remember we used the word consider. He died for me. If he died for me, then I live for him. It means he's legally the one who is supposed to be alive. George, in that moment, there'll be nothing Christ will require of you that will be a big price. Because what he's requiring of you is what he would have been doing if he didn't die for you. That's what the Bible calls new creature. Okay. <laughs> and that he died for all, that they which live, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. And did what? He rose again. Next person. Wherefore? Henceforth. Listen, listen. You remember we used the word henceforth before. Right? Eh? That he died so that we that live will not henceforth. Then you are seeing the word henceforth again. It's now simply telling you that this is how the people who realize that he died for them. This is what now happens to them. So henceforth, know we no man of the flesh. Meaning, sir, the moment we enter into that Christ life, we can't relate with any man by any fleshly considerations anymore. Christ now has to supply for us how we see every man. Rivkatu is my biological younger sister. The moment I wear Christ, I can't treat her as younger sister anymore. The moment I wear Christ, Paul explained in Galatians that the walls come down. That's a song we closed singing yesterday. He is our peace who has broken down the middle walls. He is our peace. He is our peace. He alone is our peace who has made of twine one new man. He is our peace. Jesus is our peace. We said, there's no Jew there's no gentile there's no greek there's no city and there's no born there's no free man there's no male there's no female listen what does it mean it means the boundaries have fallen the boundaries between jew and gentile so jew and gentile has become one man the boundary between Greek and Scythian. The Scythian and the Grecian have become one man. 
So that you don't only think that it was the religious boundaries. He didn't address that in Galatians. I guess he addressed that with the Philippians or, or the Colossians or so. Where he spoke about the Greeks and the Scythians. I was simply saying to you, there's no birom and no angas in a plateau context. In a Nigerian context, there's no Hausa, there's no Igbo. Suddenly, when I look at you, I'm not, and let me tell you, even churches at the highest echelons of power suffer it. So, Pastor Jesse, if I'm not thinking of who should be my assistant pastor, I'm thinking, let it not go far from home. And you know, Pastor Bonshak is angers. Looks like we need to displace TV. Because if anything happens now, TV will take my inheritance and take it to the TV people in Makodi. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? I'm safer with Onismos here. Because at least Samoa is angers. Yes. Oh, you don't know. Now I tell you. And if it's connive against me, I connive with my sister and wounding. I'm not sure I can trust Pastor Male. Even though he's a gala. He will soon connive with my wife. They will kill me. That's suspicion. I'm telling you. That's how suspicion is going. Then I sit down and I'm thinking, Kai, the future of my children. My only real investment is God Life Assembly. Zion should hurry up and grow up. Because the moment Zion grows up, no matter how strong Bonshak is, you know, you didn't, I have told you that Bonshak is the one who is coming to displace all these guys. Why? Because he's angers. At least when we are in FDC, we used to tell cousins. You know that time cousin means anything that is close. I'm my cousin brother. <laughs> are, you, are you following me? So you will hold it just in case. So that between now when Zion grows up, in case I die. Then when Zion is of age, 18 years old, I've got to start thinking of displacing everybody. This is our serious investment. I am telling you that these are fears that sit even in the heart of people who are saved. And if we had not begun to speak about them like that, TV, we have the tendency to repeat it. So when you hear it, don't think, no, they are pointing accusing figure. Nah! We are saving ourselves from the walking of a tree. Ma, can I tell you one other one? That's the reason why boys like to marry girls they can control. I'm not talking about girls they can lead. If he says, this is the way we are going, and the girl says, why? The first he tells says, she's not submitted. No, it's just, it's fear. It's a tree. Oh. I nearly fought with Tolu this morning. Because I asked her, why? Then she started scratching her head. Ma, is it not a question? 
if you say to me i'm not coming for service today and i say why what what exactly am i expecting tell me what did you sit down and fellowship with in your mind that con that convinced you that it is strong enough to keep you away from church tonight that's all well i've got an exam tomorrow morning and i think that i really need the time tonight to read is that not why even if it's not correct thinking at least that's why no do you understand what i'm saying and sometimes you, when you begin to declare the wise it will give you an opportunity to wait so many times when you're not confident to answer why it means that your judgment and meditation when you sat alone in your heart was wrong if you have yes sir people in your life you are soon going to die especially your wife if you cannot answer pastor tevi he says see we are going to change church we'll leave god life assembly we're going to liberation is establishment of the expandment of the kingdom of god international anywhere god and man are found what's the first thing to say to tv why the moment you say why you are probing the intent of his heart that's all Because you know, you can be, you, you, we can sit down, especially as men, we know how to dream. Guy, oh, see, in the next five years, you know, they are building a new eco Atlantic city. We'll get a house around there, around the hilly side, near the water. The entire that side that looks to the water will be glass. Our room will be upstairs. You know, we are dreaming. The moment they say, why? It's like a pin looking at a balloon. Suddenly, your intents just dissolve before your eyes. Then you discover, and let me tell you, especially as men, because we don't like to be busted like that. We start kami kami. You know what kami kami is? You can't they just tell you something. It's called kami kami. Sisters, it is godly to ask. Why? Let nobody silence your why. If I have to follow you, I need to know why. If I get up today and I tell myself, Kai, 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 this church in Joss is beginning to get established. offering London outreach. When we start hold to London, I'm building a future for myself because really I want to buy a house in Edinburgh. Oh God. So that we can add, we can really add the international to the God Life Assembly. But you know, Pastor Malek can't start the international branch. I have to be the one to start it. <laughs> the moment I paint the dream, if my wife looks at me and says, Why? 
especially as a spiritual man the intent of your heart comes to the floor when you look at your intent sometimes it's such a serpent you don't want to look at it again how did I get there henceforth she said wherefore henceforth know we no man oh come on know we no man out of the flesh he said before now before we sat down to consider before we sat down to think before we sat down to behold we looked at Christ that way out of the flesh but now henceforth let me tell you ma if you were considering Christ out of the flesh what would be the thought it would be a good thought Kai, that innocent man good boy you know many people call Jesus boy what's that three good boy just went everywhere I don't even know why they just killed him like that even that good thought falls short of what God actually did on the cross it's the moment you see that he died for you you'll not be thinking oh that good boy that they killed he'll become savior 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 here my humble cry what will you be crying while unnoticed thou art cold do not pass you want to be a partaker of that death and you know he's got to call you and say to you take my life and leave it that becomes your highest honor so Joseph, Paul said even though before now we considered him out of the flesh he said yet from now henceforth know we him no more after the flesh then verse 17 your golden verse, new creation. Therefore, eh? What's the first word? Come on, help me. What's the first word? Therefore means streaming from this thought. Streaming from this thought. If any man be in Christ, he is a. So who is a new creature? A new creature is not a man who has only identified Christ as his Lord and Savior. It's a man who has considered the dying of Christ and has agreed that if Christ is dead, then I live for him. If he died for me, I live for him. If he died for me, I live for him. It then means that if all that is in your mind is right, you are not a new creature. That responsibility has to come alive inside of you for you to truly be a new creature. Let's go. So before you claim old things are passed away, because yeah, every sin that you wear is past. Your sickness is past. Your sin is past. Your confusion is past. Your failure is past. The ancestral cause that came to your family is past. When, the moment you identify with Christ, it is all that Christ is that you have become. 
And even when Satan shows you the element of the things that came from your past, you must arise on the knowledge of, the, of who you are now and resist it. Yeah, and one of the things you have to resist is when Satan tempts you to create a, an agenda for your own life. Yeah, because it is no longer you who lives. You've got to receive the agenda of your life or for your life from the one who should have been living. It's also one thing that passed away. Oh, you didn't know that. Your ambition is passed away too. Now it is his life that he lives to you. You know, all my life as a medical doctor, I just wanted to move and settle. Once I just settled in Canada, Jesus. Have you ever heard how many doctors in Canada? What you want to ask is, do you need me in Canada? If he says, I don't need you in Canada, I need you in Timbuktu. My brother, pack your things and go to Timbuktu. That's where he will have been. If you will not go, tell him to give me, give me back my life and take your. <laughs> and really, if you have worked for God, if you have never had to ask him, God, I'm considering taking back my life. <laughs> Oh, some of you have not served God. It's, 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 oh God. Oh, are you so I'm not going to give back my life? <laughs> ah, oh boy. Every Sunday they will come, they want to start. You know the song they sing before special number? Ha! Then they call mistress. Ya Allah, Then she will go home. Something will spoil. She come back next Sunday. She go back home. Something else we spoil. Kai. She came back next Sunday. She said, What is that? I just tell you, do what you want. Then I'll go home. Something is spoil. I tell you, do what you want. I go home, something is spoiled. So this Sunday, do what I want. Give me back my life. Do what I want. <laughs> that was a joke. God is not a wicked taskmaster. And you know he does not do evil. He's not responsible for evil. Know it. <laughs> so that you can separate joke from serious matters. Amen. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, that's what a new creature is. Everything about the man becomes new. Nothing in his past comes with him. Are you following me? But that's the thought that brings us to the new creature. How do we get here? Take me back to where we're coming from. So in First John chapter 4, last, we're, we're trying to introduce the subject, right? So in First John chapter 4, oh God. <sighs> and we have known and believed the love that God had for us. God is love. You remember, we come from verse 15, that if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then... We dwell in God and God dwells in us. Then verse 16 says, And we have known and we have believed what? The love that God had to us. We are going to come back to these verses of scripture. 16 and 17. We'll skip to verse 18. But I did it consciously because the understanding of verse 18 will strengthen verse 16 and 17. Alright? So when we are done with this tree of knowledge, of, of the knowledge of good and evil, we'll come back. So come, give me back verse 16. Well, known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwells in God and God dwells in him. 
So it's, it's safe to say, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and love dwells in him. Because you see, that the dimension of God that the Bible speaks about, remember that will come from Ephesians chapter 3, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So the dimension of God, or the manifestation of the fruit of the presence of God in the life of a man, in his full manifestation, is the production of love as a fruit. But you cannot produce love as a fruit until you have received love as a person. But I didn't say you, person. I'm talking about love, person. And who is the person of love? God. Are you following me? So, hearing, or it is in this that our love is made perfect. Ma, you know, many times we don't notice that it's not God's love that is perfected. It is our love that is perfected. How is our love perfected? In receiving love and in releasing love is our love what and once our love is perfected what happens to us we have boldness when that means that there's you remember galatians chapter 5 verse 22 said against such there's no law i said you are going to come back to these verses right we'll come back there but against the man who lives by love there's no law not in heaven not on earth not beneath the earth once a man is perfected in walking in love there is no accusation against him sir with principalities and powers with men and with God listen to me I hope you know that the judgment that is about to that is going to happen is not only the judgment between men and princes first the prince of this world will be judged so that's out of the way and everyone who yoked up with the prince of this world and refused to receive Jesus will be judged together with the prince of this world. I hope you know that. But after that judgment is passed, there's another judgment. So it's not only Satan who is waiting to judge you. God is also. And what's God's judgment? God's judgment is the judgment of the fact that you did not live up to what was made available to you. You remember the parable of the talent? One collected five. Five was expected from him. Well done, good and faithful servant. Listen, the judgment of well done, good and faithful servant is not that one who will go to heaven and hell. The judgment of well done, good and faithful servant is that one when you will return and then account for what was given to you and how much you did because of it. And notice, sars and mass. Take note of it. Keep it somewhere in your heart. If I was sharing money for business in church and I gave her 5 million, I gave her 500,000, I gave him 50,000. And by the time I came back, all of them made 50,000 50, as profit. I'm about to kill somebody. I mean somebody's wife. You know the reason why? Because as to him who much is given, much is required. It then means let no man deceive you. You've got to wake up on the strength of the grace of God given to you to work. I've said it everywhere I've been and you must note it and keep it somewhere that listen you were saved by grace you will not be rewarded by grace you'll be rewarded by works the works will be works done by the grace that is given to you but God will not reward you because grace was given to you God will reward you because you stood up on the strength of that grace and worked the works of he who sent you while it is there that's the basis for the word that's not arguable anywhere you can't argue it from any part of scripture. 
Is anybody following me? So, hearing is our love made perfect. So that we may have boldness. When? And that day of judgment is not, I just told you, it's not the separation between sheep and goat. It's not the judgment of the prince of this world. It's a judgment where every one of us will stand and give account. Yeah. And the Bible says, if you live perfectly in love, when you are coming for that judgment, you will be bold. Listen to me. That means, sir, the judgment will not be a revelation of whether you passed or failed. You know those cutie drama we watched? Let me not go there. That you are entering into the gates of heaven. Remember, you used to remember those kind of dramas. Where am I? The place is white. He said. Looking at the pages of that great book. Do you understand? Then there's one tall angel there and one demon waiting there. Then you are standing and waiting. What will the master say? What will the master say? They say, You. You were serving me faithfully. You say, Yes, master. You loved me very well. Yes, master. Until Karishika came into your life. Oh, no. Oh no, Lord. I will not be pleased with you anymore. Sorry, Lord. Depart from me, you worker. Oh no. Now, listen to me. When we talk to those things and make fun, really, that was our understanding then. But understanding is increasing. Then we know. That, they, that judgment where they are going to separate sheep from goat. Everybody will know his side. Do you understand? It's not like we come together. Then they say sheep to the right, goat to the left. No, 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 no. By the time you appear, you know. The judgment of eternity is already a knowing. Paul said then we will fully know as we are known. That's how it will happen. So when you are walking into the judgment of rewards, you are either coming with your head up or you are coming with your head down. Is telling you that you know. Don't you will not be coming with your head down saying, Oh Lord, I don't know which one I did when I was living. You will walk in with your head straight, knowing that you were being perfected in love until you became perfected in love. I will, oh God. I'm hoping somewhere in these three days, I will show you the way, the truth, and the life. That truth is not a... You know, I've always been thinking truth is a standard. That's my standard. You must attain it. And that's truth. No, sir. That's not truth. Truth is the standard, your present position, and God's provision. That's truth. So God will not judge you according to the standard. He will judge you according to your position and his provision for you to arrive at. That's the truth. You know why? Many of us lifting up the banner of truth 
now lacked mercy and forgot that we were also lifted up from a position and lifted to the ideal place <laughs> hear me so if God will judge anybody on the standard of truth it is the person's refusal to take advantage of God's provision from his position to attain to God's standard. Because when God finds you, there is nothing you can do about you to arrive where God wants you to be. So it is God's standard. It is your position, but it is also God's provision. If God ever judges you for failing at truth, it's because he made a provision and you refused it. And I'll, I will take the time and teach it so that you can see it. That way, sir, we will become merciful. I don't know about you. Especially when I was in secondary school, as this strict, deeply religious, they called me John the Baptist. Because my own is repent or die. Just don't. It's almost like a entire service. It's deliverance straight. My mother's spirit. Hey! Whatever we are preaching, we stop. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let power fill this place. And as they are praying, I look at you in the eye because I'm expecting you to start dancing. You will now sending it in your direction. Holy Ghost Koboko. <laughs> George, it looks like you went that way too. Answer. That time, if we heard that a brother or a sister did something and you want to make it, when we finish shouting, then we'll go and struggle with our own in the closet. We we'll press ourselves against a wall. Lord Jesus, this thing is tough. Oh, people, I don't. You people are just too spiritual for me in this church. I, I can't tell you some things. I, I said we will press ourselves against the wall. We know we are dying. I confessed to somebody last week, two weeks ago. I said there was no time in my life from primary one. Till I married, that there was no girl I loved. No time. I'm telling you. Wallahi, I'm not joking. No, from primary one, I'm not joking. Primary one. I still remember the girl's name, Vivian. Very small. Eh? In the, where, in this choir? No, we're expelling her. That kind of people that they sell from hell. Against the man of God. And she's small. Let me find out oh, if we're in the same primary school. Just in case. It's all the former loves of my life that follow me. I'm not joking. I can't remember any time in my conscious living from primary one. My son came back recently. All these days. He now said to me, Daddy, Daddy. Then he called the name of one girl. And then she said, He said she's my best friend. I say it's in the blood. <laughs> right. He just collected it. <laughs> if I didn't say that about me, would you have believed it? You wouldn't have believed it. Because I don't look it. So you see, it wasn't just my position. 
it was also his provision and he watched me person after person struggle after struggle man. he never gave up on me that's why when the bible began to speak about teaching the truth he said teaching the truth in love that teaching the truth in love you may grow up into him in all things if you remove grow up and in love you will lose the truth is anybody following so really the problem is not your present position the problem is can you see God's provision for you to attain to the ideal standard because there's an ideal standard but you know what we do David when we are not on the spotlight the standards are clear the moment we come on the spotlight we all are looking for mercy are you following me but you know it's easy for anybody to sit back there and say why is pastor Chin talk like this why is he leading this church like this the moment you finish the day we say to you come and be hod of flower arrangers From that day, there will be no clean flower in this church. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Suddenly, when you arrive at the spotlight, I'm talking about a small light. Then when they say to you, the petals of the flower are not properly open. When they say to you, oh, the petals of the flower are not properly open. The first thing says, don't they know that somebody has to wake up in the morning and bath children and get them said, what time does somebody have to arrive in church and be taking petal of flower? How does petal of flower affect service? But can anybody relate with what I'm saying? Yes, sir. The reason is because of our interpretation of truth. And many times when we interpret truth that way, all it leaves us with is judgment. And the Bible says, judge no man's servant. Before his master, he stands before us. It doesn't mean anything anybody do, just take it. No. It means even when you see the places where he's falling, take heed to yourself. If you have an opportunity by God to help him fix it, help him fix it, considering his weaknesses i told you yesterday sir i read that scripture again recently in psalm 100 he remembered our frame he knows that we are dust jesus i need to get out of here hearing is our love made perfect that we have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is in heaven so are we in this world next verse verse 18 there is no fear in love but what the moment we arrive at perfected love the standard what happens every fear dies he said because what fear has to now notice there was something God was targeting in breaking fear. What was he targeting? Torment. That means God will not have anyone stay in a tormented state in his soul. 
Now, because fear has torment, when love shows up, it casts away the fear. What, what is it really trying to deal with? The torment that comes with the fear. And I will, when, as, as we make progress, I'll start to show you the torments that come with the various fears of our lives. And as we speak, one thing you must do is, you must listen, both with your natural ear and with your spiritual ear. Because in listening with your natural ear, it will be bringing understanding that will enlighten what God wants to say in your spiritual ear. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I can be using certain examples and God is lightning examples in your own heart that relate with you. Do you understand it? Because as it is, we cannot deal with every aspect of it. We can't even discuss it. But we'll deal with fear generally. So Genesis chapter 2. Let's get to our 3. From verse 4. Genesis 2, 4. Genesis 2, 4. Genesis 2, 4. Genesis 2, 4. I'll touch certain aspects of truth as we go. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. Verse 5. And plants of the field. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to do what? To till the ground. Next verse. But there went up mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7. And the Lord God, what? Formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Pause. There's something I've tried to teach here over and over and over and over again. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. When you get home, you, you, you will sir. The Bible showed us in 1 Corinthians 15 that because of the source of the man, he's already limited. Okay, follow me, follow me. We need to deal with this, yeah? The Bible says the first Adam was of the earth, earthy. That word of the earth was speaking about where he was taken from. And then he showed you that the earthly nature came by reason of where he was taken from, dust. So that the perfect Adam was still imperfect. Follow me. You know, we upheld this concept for a long time. In fact, some five, six years ago, I'm sure you'll be able to relate with this. Most of our programs had back to Eden. Because we believe that if we return to the garden and the way things were in the garden, then we have returned to perfection. Am I in the correct church? Has anybody ever believed that? Because I came to bust your bubble tonight. No, really. You have ever believed that? First Corinthians 15. Let's deal with it, alright? Or should we leave it? You unravel me. With some melody, go there. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears, till all my fears are gone. You unravel me with some melody. You surround me with me with a song of deliverance from my enemies. Say till all my fears, 
Say I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. <laughs> yeah. Say I'm no longer. Say I am a child of God. Say if you have chosen me from my mother's womb. Say love has called my name. Say I've been born again into your family. Say your blood flows through my veins. Yeah. Say I'm no longer a slave. Say I am a child of God. Say I'm no longer a slave to me. Say, I am a child of God. Now, give me verse. Um, where is it now? Give verse 20. Give from verse 20. But now, is Christ risen from the dead and has become first fruits of them that slept. Next verse. Go on, just go on. We're going to have to be fast here. For since by man came what? Death by man came also what resurrection but of the dead next for us in how many died even so in shall all be made alive now listen but then he was now going to say to you made alive how every man in his own order Christ the first fruits that means Christ himself is made alive as the first fruits of them that shall afterwards be made alive. Who will be afterwards? They that are Christ at his coming. Right? Uh, next verse. Then come at the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, and when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power and dominion. Next verse. He, for he must reign till he had put all his enemies on his feet. Next verse. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed shall be death. Next verse. Leave it. For he had put all things under his, his feet. But when he said he had put all things under him, it is manifest or obvious that he, he is accepted which did put all things under him. Next verse. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Next verse. Else what shall they do that are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Why are we then baptized for the dead? Next verse. And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Next verse. Go, 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 go. I protest by a rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus. I die daily. Next verse. For if after the other men I, fe- I fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage it me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Be not deceived. All communication. Evil communication corrupts. Good manners. Go. Go, 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 go. Where's the first Adam and the last Adam? Awake to righteousness and see not. For some have not the knowledge of God, I speak this to your shame. Next verse. Next verse. No, let's go, let's go. But some men say, how are the dead raised? I said, let's go now. Some men say, how are the dead raised? Yeah? 
And with what body? Notice there are two things that we're trying to deal with here. The resurrection of the dead and what body they wear, right? Next verse, thou fool, yeah? Next verse now. Thou fool. Which, what you sow is not quickened except no. You will now understand that Adam was part of a grand plan. There's nothing he could have done. He would have still failed. What you sow cannot come back alive until he first died. I say Satan has never won God before. Next verse. And that which you sow, what? That the body that went down is not the body that will come up. Right? But it bear grain. It may be by chance of wheat or some other grain. Next verse. But God giveth it a body as it has pleased who? God. And to every seed he gives the seed what? His own body. Next verse. All flesh is not the same flesh. Uh, it's about to emphasize something to you. That there's a flesh in Adam. It's different from the... Let's not, let me not help you. Let's go there. But there's one kind of flesh of men, another kind of flesh of beasts, another kind of fishes, and another birds. Next verse. Oh Lord, oh Lord. There are also celestial bodies. And what? Bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one. And the glory of the terrestrial is one. It means that these two different kind of bodies have got different kinds of glory. Next person. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So even though both of them are stars, their glories are different. Notice his emphasis. It's suddenly going to break light in your eyes. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in what? It is raised in, in corruption. Next verse. It is sown in. It is raised in. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Verse 44. It is sown. And it is raised. Then is, there is a. And there is a. Notice, it's time to drill something into you. Then, and so it is written. He's trying to explain what he just said. That the first man, Adam, was. My question is when he was made a living soul, had he fallen? God made man out of the dust of the ground. And that man became, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And that man became a living soul. That man had not fallen. He said, but the last Adam, Jesus, was made what? No, listen to me. Listen to me. He was not born a quickening spirit. He was made a quickening spirit. It means that whatever that means, there must be a journey from that which is natural to that which is spiritual. The first body and the last body. That which is celest terrestrial into that which is celestial. So he said to you, that the last Adam 
Jesus was made a quickening spirit. Next verse. How be it? I told you Adam fell into a grand plan. So God, in releasing his bodies, decided the first body that we will release will not be the spiritual. So Adam was not the perfect man. I don't know where you got it from. There's no record of scripture that Adam was perfect. So the first body that God released was what? Then afterward, that means Adam by creation received a body that was natural. And there was supposed to be a transformation that was going to happen to Adam by reason of consistent fellowship with God. That's why in the cool of the day, God came in the midst of the garden. So that as that fellowship increased between Adam and God, the transition between that which is natural comes into that which is spiritual. So notice, when the Bible says, and the man and his wife were naked and not ashamed, it wasn't speaking about an ideal state. It was actually speaking about a weak state. As much as naked and not ashamed was a great principle, it was a great principle for people who were growing into perfection. But nakedness was not an ideal state. I'll show you from 7 Corinthians 5. Are you following me? Are you following me? Good. Next verse. For 7. The first man is where did they take Adam from? The second man. How do we know he's the Lord from heaven? What did the angels announce? We bring you good tidings of great joy. For today in Bethlehem is born. Hebrews said and when God released his first begotten that means the first time God released his image into the earth <laughs> the moment God released him the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 God said let all the angels of God worship him listen to me it means that that day there were no angels left in heaven that those angels that those shepherds saw were all the angels that existed that day there was no angel on throne duty heaven's entire attention moved listen to me don't ever compare christ and adam and no basis one is both terrestrial, the other one was celestial. If not, you will play with your nature, the new creation. Then, in this verse, man, see verse 48, he now showed you that, like, you choose whether to subscribe to MTN. Or it is a lot. Sorry, nine mobile. 
I don't know where they got that name. I really feel like throwing away my sim. If your uncle works there, tell him. <laughs> Sam, sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Lord told you, come out from among them. <laughs> and be separate. That's not that from Clinton. Nine mobile. Who thought of it? To think that a board of directors sat down around that kind of thinking. Nine mobile. I beg you should think of a new name. Maybe in three months. Think of something else. Eh. It now tells you. Nine. Tara. So you are But Chicago. I came to preach the gospel. Is anybody with me? No, if you like the name Nine Mobile, please come. Because you can't like that kind of thing around me. No, no, no. Nine Mobile. No, no, no. The first day I saw it on my phone, I thought, what is this? Who is introducing this kind of nonsense to our country? See, as is the earthy, so are they also that are. I said to you, like you subscribe to MTN or ATEC, you can choose your subscription and the plan of your subscription in this verse. As is the earthy, so are they also that are earthy. Then he said, and as is the, so such are they also that are Next verse. Verse 49. This is my, this is one of the most exciting verses of the Bible for me. As we have born. That means I do not bear anymore. Oh God. He said we shall also bear. That means even though I do not see the full manifestation of the image of the heavenly yet, I am confidently assured that between my present position the ideal place and God's provision I will arrive at the ideal but notice we just took the time in 1st Corinthians 15 to separate Adam from Jesus because if not you will mix up the story of the tree and then you will be thinking of the effect of the tree and thinking upon it in the light of how it corrupted or how it can corrupt. And, please follow me. So it showed you that Adam's undoing was not only disobedience. It was also the nature that he bore. He bore an earthy nature even in his perfect state. And what's the earthy nature? You see this body that you carry, Adam. That's the proof of the earth. This one is earthy. Now, I call it the proof of the earth because this is what God wants to swallow. He wants to take that which is earthy, dominated by the power of that which is heavenly. So, God did not create the earthy to destroy the earthy and bring the heavenly. God created the earthy to dominate the earthy until the power of the earthy is gone and then the power of the heavenly shoots out of the earthy. Just like you throw a seed to the ground and it does not birth a new nature until it dies. 
That's the reason why if people die naturally, sir, as we're planting them in the ground, we declare plainly that we plant them in the hope of the resurrection, knowing that this, their bodies will not restrain them. That their house which is from heaven, that's the next verse of scripture I'm going to read. Because if you don't understand this, you cannot understand the effect of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then you cannot also understand that you have what it takes right now to overcome it. So, when we saw you into the earth, we now say, okay, we saw you in the hope of the resurrection. And this is your body, okay? Even if you die before Jesus returns, this, your body, will go to heaven. But it will not go to heaven like this. Can I give you a proof? The first fruit. Jesus didn't resurrect and leave his body inside the grave. And then when he came out, then he was now a ghost concept. Do you understand what I'm saying? He took his body with him. Right? He slipped out of the napkin. Because the Bible says the napkin was there in the shape in which it was kept. Then he carried the napkin that was around the head and folded it. What he was now saying is, I have folded the head. It is left for the body to come and fold. No, it's not to come and resurrect. I resurrected with the body. But the body needs to return to fold. Yeah, leave it. So as we are born the image of the earth, we shall also be. Second Corinthians 5, very quickly. Let's have verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. Give it to me. Second Corinthians 5. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. A house not made eternal. Are you following me? Verse 2. For in this we... Listen. Until you know this possibility, you cannot begin to groan for it. Steve, in the most recent past, I have groaned the limitation of my earthly body more than ever before. And that groaning is not supposed to be a complaint. That groaning is supposed to be an earnest expectation. Until that groaning comes... Uh, the rapture might never happen. I will explain it to you. It was that groaning that caused Enoch to be translated. That was the reward of Enoch. He just needed to see. He said, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed, what? Notice, he didn't say to be clothed with our house from heaven. He said to be clothed upon. Yeah? So if you are looking at me, I am wearing a cloth and I have clothed upon it. Yeah? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Uh -huh. Now, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our, which is from, so it tells you that as this house is right now, the house from heaven can come and rest upon it. Verse 3. He said, and the moment that happens, sir, what will happen? How was that Adam found? It that means that the nakedness of Adam in the garden was not just the absence of cloth. 
That really, what God intended in leaving Adam naked was that a day was going to come by the knowledge of God, not by the knowledge of the three of good and evil. By the knowledge of God, Adam will discover. Because notice, there is nothing celestial that is naked. So it's not like God planned for us to be living on the earth naked. Then Adam now came and spoiled the show. And understand that God always builds the earthly after the pattern of the things that are heavenly. So, sir, Adam was supposed to... So, the only thing that was left for Adam to really discover that he needed a further clothing upon was nakedness. And God needed to uncover the nakedness of Adam to Adam by himself. So that when Adam discovers that he is naked. So notice, notice, listen to me, listen, listen. If Adam discovered he was naked by God, he would have been discovering in the light of solution, not in the light of... That's why I said to you, the working of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, its strength is perspective. So notice, sir. What made Jesus different in all of his work in the earth was that every time he met a circumstance, men were seeing it from somewhere. He was seeing it from somewhere else. That was all. So they were seeing a woman to be stoned to death, the kind that our community should not take. Jesus was looking at a woman who needed mercy. People were looking at a woman who had jumped from bed to bed to bed to bed. She was now living with a seventh guy and wasn't willing to even sign a contract. She was now living with a sixth guy and wasn't willing to sign a contract. When his disciples came, Jennifer, they, he, he saw the earthly perspective. They said, hey, master, you can't leave master small. You now go and be sitting down with this kind of rift. Does master really know the kind of girl he's sitting with? Okay. What was their problem? Perspective. What was the problem with that perspective? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So really, man did not become naked when he ate the tree. He discovered his nakedness, but he discovered it by the wrong information. And because he was informed wrongly, that information didn't come to him with the intent to clothe him with a house from heaven that was going to be the house that will cover his nakedness. Are you following this thought? Is anybody following this thought? Let's read two more verses. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found what? Naked. Next verse. For we that are in this that's this present earth yeah now notice paul was not speaking poetically and paul was a new creation and he called himself we that are in this tabernacle and in calling himself we that are in this tabernacle he wasn't subscribing to the fleshly he was acknowledging that we have left the power of the earthy but we are yet to fully attain the power of the heavenly 
So God, that's why I said to you, truth is God revealing the ideal position and then revealing to you where you are, then also revealing to you his provision for you to arise from where you are to attain. That's truth. So is truth relative? No. Are we saying truth is relative? So it is alright for one person to do and it is not alright. Listen to me. I spent, spelled clearly the ideal position. That means there's an ideal in God. That means truth is exclusive. There are no two truths about any matter. But truth in being exclusive did not take away the power of the weakness of the one who is supposed to attain. So God in truth made provision. John you know Sam It's like Pastor Tebe stands at the balcony of his house up here. And he says, he just stands and he shouts, Obiageli, come up. Listen, if he said come up and you are here for the first time and he says come up, then he goes inside. You will walk around this entire building and return here. And as much as you intend to come up, you cannot come up. He comes out 30 minutes later and he's saying, that's how you'll be disobeying me. That was how the Old Testament was. Because Pastor Tavi knows you're arriving for the first time. This is truth. He needs you up there. But he's going to have to say, Josiah, bring her. That's the reason why, whether in people or in circumstances of life, we must identify the ladders that God has made available for us to attain truth and never treat them lightly. That's why the Bible didn't say, henceforth, no, we know Jesus after the flesh. Eh? What did he say? Else what know we what? That means Raymond. You can't relate with me as Chintok. How do you relate with me? Lord, what did you bring him to accomplish in my life? Because I simply could be the grace. That ladder. And I didn't choose myself to be grace to you. He chose me. Just the same way you didn't choose yourself to be grace to me. When I realize it, I will not despise Dorcas, who is my secretary. When I walk in, I must understand that the Lord brought her into my life and my ministry for such a time as this. And I respect her in her place. Does it make sense? Well, we that had in this tabernacle, what do we do? We groan. Being what? Burdened. Now notice, how do we groan and we are burdened? It means that certain things begin to happen around us that makes it obvious and manifest that we are still living within the limitation of a body that is naked. Oh, come on. Are you following me? And those things are not supposed to make us despair. They are making, supposed to make us groan. There's a difference between despair and groaning. In despair, you surrender. In groaning, you seek. 
I've seen too many Christians who surrender to the things that happen to their earth. They just, there's nothing I can do about it. Ah. Oh, I, yes. Even our pastor say he loves girls from primary one. <laughs> you understand? There are people who, when they hear those kind of things, they just because Francis, that's all they think. They are looking for a reason to resign. But you know what? We are looking for a reason to migrate. So that's why our song, that, that's our migration song. God did not bring us out this far to take us back again. He brought us out to take us in to the promised land. God did not bring us out this far to take us back again. He brought us out to take us in to the promised land. Though there'll be giants on the way, I will not be afraid, O oh Lord. You brought us out to take us in to the promised land. Though there'll be giants on the way, I will not be afraid, O oh Lord. You brought us out to take us in to the promise. See, you must remember the people whose song we are singing. Many of them died in the wilderness. What, why did they die? The absence of acknowledging the provision. But when a man sings like that, he's not simply saying, I must make it to the promised land by hook or by crook. I know the road has swallowed many giants. You heard me say that a lot last week. Cities have swallowed giants. Attempts to establish the kingdom of God swallowed giants. But Ada, as it was in, in their day, so is it in our day. There were provisions made for them. And sometimes we need to be thankful that they didn't see their provision. You know why? Because if they had seen their provision, we wouldn't have known the way there. When they didn't recognize their provision and they came down, then we knew how slippery and serious the road was. Meaning when we begin to approach there, we can't approach it carelessly. We approach it looking for our provisions. Though there'll be giants on the way, I will not be afraid, oh Lord. You brought me out to take me in to the promised land. See, every man who has a covenant with God sings those kind of songs. They're transitional songs. As we have born, we shall bear. It's a lie. To say that a man cannot live and not be. God's transitions don't happen like that. He brings you out. He takes you through a wilderness. Because it's not just bringing you out. It's bringing out of you that which is bringing you out of. That's the reason for process. I don't know why some Christians hate the word process. Really, process is bringing out of you what God brought you out of. That's what process is. And God will do it for only as long as it is necessary to get out of you what he got you out of. 
Pastor Jesse, none of us got born again. And then the day we got born again, we stopped desiring everything that was earthly. None of us. We had to go through processes by God that fetched out that dirt from our well. Then brought us to the place where we could agree with God's perspective. But we that are in this tabernacle do what? We groan. Being burdened. Not for that we should be what? Okay. It now called this present house inside which you are naked a cloth. And he said that really the desire is not so that we will leave this present house. And I'm not talking about the church. Are you following? The desire is not that we should leave this present tabernacle. The real desire is that while we are wearing this tabernacle, meaning that's the plan. The plan is that while we are wearing this, this one comes and rests upon it. Then we are fully clothed. There's no brother sitting here in singlet. None. No brother. Just like you don't expect any sister to walk into church in bra. My brother will tie her by the gate. And look for a road towards the back. And close her by force. So even if you were wearing a singlet, you know that you could not enter into service and sit confidently. Are you clothed? Yes. But are you naked? Yes. Yeah. That's what this body is. It's a clothing that leaves you naked. So our desire is not to remove this one. He said, but that we be what? Now you see the real reasons for the word upon. Clothed upon. Clothed upon. It means that our perfect man, our house from heaven, can rest upon us while we are still wearing this present house. Amen. Then he told you about the two houses. What's the first house? Mortality. What's the second house? Life. I follow. So, sir, he called our present body mortality. Then he called the body that is to come life. And it means that as long as we dwell in mortality, we can be unclothed. As long as we dwell in mortality, we can be unclothed. But the moment life seals mortality, we can never be unclothed. You remember I was teaching about the tree of life? And I said to you, God said, come now. Let us drive them away. Least they stretch forth their hands and eat of the tree of life and live in this fallen state forever. It means the moment life climbs on top of anything, it preserves it like that forever. 
Does it make sense to you? That's the reason why when they made a choice in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil first, God had to deny them the choice of the tree of life. Because if they are eating of the tree of life, in that fallen state, life will have covered them and they will have been forced to live in that state forever. And because that state is a fallen state, God cannot receive them in his presence. Are you following the thought? So let's read verse 5 and then we'll go back to Genesis. Now, he that has wrought us, crafted us, chosen us for the self-same thing is that's what God who chose us unto this. Who also has given us what? You remember the word Arabon? That's the word NS there. And I said to you, Arabon is money paid in a transaction that will be forfeited if the transaction is not completed. Meaning, ah, God swore that man must enter into this life. So he gave his Holy Spirit as his own commitment and guarantee. And he has declared from heaven, he will not withdraw his Holy Spirit until that work is done. That's what earnest means. Mm -mm. I wish somebody heard me. You know, we just spoke about those who left Egypt on their way to the promised land. You remember? And I said to you, many of them died in the wilderness. Two did not. As much as many made the wrong choices, there was never a situation in that wilderness that God didn't have a provision for. Oh. Are you following me? So none of those three million people who died in the wilderness will stand before God's throne and accuse him of killing them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I wish you heard me. In many of the things where you fell and failed, really, the reason why you failed was because you did not pay attention to God's provision for your deliverance. Even in very recent events of my life, I've not been ashamed in the last two weeks to say to people, I know I'm under attack everywhere, especially in my mind. Part of what has saved me this last one month is the ability to see God's provision and helplessly yield to it. Do you understand up there? Do you, do you get it? What word did I use? Helplessly. Sir, this is how it happens to me. You see that door that is open? I know that you know that we both know that I, the Lord, am the one who opened it. If you don't walk through it, anything that happens to you afterward, you chose it. Abba, 
That's where I am in my life. So I know that to stay here is to them to the Lord my God. Holy body, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, sir, do you know that Paul wrote in First Corinthians 10? He said, and God is faithful with the temptation. In the presence of a temptation, God is faithful to provide a way of escape. Meaning, there's no temptation you ever entered that all the doors were shut. And that really, the working of God is for you to alight on. No, that's the door God has opened. If I stay here and I die, I choose it. Are we on the same page? Are we on the same page? Is anybody begin to account for anything in his life? I think you need to sit down, account for the things in your life. Especially the things where you have failed at. Listen to me. If you are a professional at worry, let's, let's use the ones that we don't consider sin. You know that worry, we are worry professionals. Warriors. <laughs> so, if you are a warrior, that one is not spelled W-A-R-R-I-O. It's spelled W-O-R-R-Y-O-R-S. If you are a warrior, you will notice that every time you are sleeping into worry, the least the Holy Ghost will do is raise a few verses of scripture in your hand. Even if it doesn't come as a verse of scripture, it will come as a statement pastor said or a statement my friend said when we're this thing. That was supposed to be the statement you will catch like a bed and fly upon until you fly out of worry. But you know what the average one of us will do? The moment that scripture rises, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or drink. Instead of catching it and fly out. As you're saying, take no thought for your life. Say, it's true. But the reality is. The moment you are saying that the reality in your heart. You are really leaving the salvation of the Lord to fly out of you. And you are holding. That's how it happens. One day I couldn't sleep in the night. I was thinking of a member and the member struggled. You know what the Lord said to me? There is one shepherd of the sheep. I know you know that. No, no. Do you know what that means? It means I'm not the shepherd of the sheep. The best I can try to be is a gatekeeper. An under shepherd. One who will give account for his stewardship. But there's really only one that worries. So if one of the sheep is sick, what do I do? <laughs> okay? One one die. <laughs> if I carry the care of the sheep in my heart, it looks righteous. But it's a sin. I think that's the song we'll close with. But it's Pastor Jesse that will lead it. You know what he said to me? 
Yashi Kazama Messenger. Kaywaya, Kaka, which we write amazing songs in this town. I'm telling you. And these boys don't know how to play Makosa. Will I play it today? I was struggling with a voice. The voice from my yesterday. That voice saying to me. Of my own past. Ah, you know that song. <laughs> Reminding me of my own past. Then I turned and said to the voice. Hey, voice. Let me update you now. I am. I am a new man. For the blood of Jesus has availed for me. Yo, she cause I'm a messenger. Excuse me. Which one? What I play? Which one? Because she has a You get it? Yeah, that's, those are the cults, my friend. People don't bring British things to everything. <laughs> are you following? No, but as funny as this, very ideal song. Guy, oh, these boys don't know how to play Makosa. Maybe I'll go to the drums and use the mic there. Play, I'll play my thing. Are you following me? Now, he that had brought us for the self, same thing. Is God. Who has also given unto us the what? Ernest. And I brought back the Greek word there. Arabon. And I said to you, Arabon is money paid in a transaction, sir, that will be forfeited if the transaction is not completed. No. Hear me again. Money paid in a transaction that will be forfeited if the transaction is not completed. Meaning, this is saying to you, I will forfeit my Holy Ghost. No. If, if this transaction, this putting up upon of your house from heaven, if I fail at it, I will forfeit my Holy Ghost. That means the Holy Ghost cannot return to God. Until this thing is accomplished. That's the word earnest. You find it twice. Z here, only twice in New Testament. Here and in Ephesians chapter 1. That's God swearing. And he's saying to you, the proof that I swore is that I gave my Holy Spirit. He has never failed in an assignment. I don't expect that this will be the first one you fail at. And if he fails at it, I will forfeit him. And you know he's not going to fail. I hope you know it. <laughs> That's how committed God is to that assignment. Take me back to Genesis chapter 2. Let's lay certain foundations today. And then we'll continue tomorrow. Now I'll make a transition between tomorrow and next tomorrow to teach you about life. Because we need to touch that tree tonight. Yeah? And Lord God formed man on the dust of the ground. 
and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man what became a living soul you remember the first adam was of the earth 30 the second lord from heaven the first adam was made a living soul the second adam was made a life giving spirit that's where i'm going to end i mean that's where i'm going to end this set of teachings made by wednesday the words that i speak to you they are spirit and their life i'm coming there next verse was eight and lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed next verse and out of the ground lord the lord god sorry and out of the ground made the lord god to grow every tree that is pleasant and good notice how do you know a tree is good for food eh help me now how pleasant to the sight and good for food meaning first it will be beautiful to behold i like do you people see the 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 poster that juan made I mean, he came out like an art in service. If you've got it, project it. Alright? You will see the tree is very fruitful. When you see that kind of tree, you are attracted to it. But notice, Jesus' attraction, sir, was not to fruit. It was to live. We will deal with it on our way. No, don't worry. You don't have to struggle if you don't have it. So notice, this is how you know what is good for eating in the garden. First, it has to be what? Pleasant to the eyes or to sight. Yeah? Then good for food. Now, the tree of life also was where? In the midst of a garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, then he spoke about the river. Next verse. Next verse. And a river went out of the garden. Now, I, and I told you, I used the river to explain to you the position where the trees were and how the river left the garden. You remember? And the gate eastward and how the angel with the flaming sword. Do you? If you don't remember, get, get that teaching. Do you want you guys have that teaching, right? If you don't remember, get that teaching. If you were in this service tonight, that teaching is free. It's just, it's an addendum to this teaching so that, you know, it will aid your understanding before you come tomorrow. Alright? How that, it was the river that led you to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That actually, if you follow the river, you will meet two trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And I showed you from Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22 that those trees actually grow on two sides of the river. Where? If you don't remember, go home. You, too. you will remember on the way. <laughs> you won't tempt me to go there, I will not. Really, if you are in this service and you don't understand the, the last set of statements I made, just walk up to the media stand. Do we have it already? If you have a phone that can carry it, walk up to the media stand. They'll plug your phone, send you the message, listen to it tonight. Just try and listen to it before you come for the service tomorrow. That the river actually led you to the tree. And I did, you know, you know, we were able to do justice to that. Alright? So, let's jump to where the scene happened. That's Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Give me the last two verses of Genesis chapter 2. I need to read the words naked and not ashamed again. Last two verses. Therefore shall a man live. 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall what? 
cleave unto his wife and they now notice sir you know when we speak about the help meets the only light in which we speak about her is that okay adam had work to do in the garden he wasn't doing it well you know that's how we're thinking no really is that not what you thought that god sent him a help so that they can till the garden quickly or when he goes to work she can be cooking at home that was not her only function because she was taken out of him she was supposed to be the perfection of him so he gets a place where he can pour his love and receive love Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment you remember now so part of the reasons why god removed a woman from the man was so that the man can find an object upon whom he can pour his love just like god created the man to find an object upon whom he can pour his love god. so god considered it an injustice to adam for adam not to find a place to pour his love Are you following me? Because as he's pouring love, what he's now seeing is a reflection of himself and then he's getting an opportunity for perfection. Alright? Leave it. We'll explain some of that day. I just, I really want to make progress. Yeah? So, when it says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and be cleaved to his wife and they twain shall become one flesh. Alright? When Pastor Tebe left his father and his mother, you know, I was explaining here yesterday to the parents, you remember? And I said, I don't understand how they would say the girl leaves her father's family to come and join the boy's father's family. It has always been a traditional thought. But the Bible didn't say the girl leaves first. The Bible says the man leaves first. So the reason why he qualifies to get a girl to cleave to is that he has left. So the girl does not leave until she finds a man who has left. <laughs> and when he has left, she now becomes the object upon which he can pour his love. That's why the commandment for men, even in the new covenant in Ephesians 5, is man, love your wife. It's pour your affection upon her. As you do, you will be perfecting her and in perfecting her, you will see a reflection of yourself. Because really what God wanted to do in creating man in his image was to see a full reflection of himself. So God pours his love upon man and then as man rises up into the fullness of the image of God, God sees a reflection of himself and then, you know, That's the wow. That's the this is now flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones. Right? So, next verse. Then the Bible says, and the man and his wife, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Powerful, powerful. I've got a teaching series called Naked and Not Ashamed. You should find it. All right? It speaks about the principle by which we're perfected. How that we cannot leave things. I mean, there's, you hardly find a church where people are truly naked and not ashamed. Naked is not remove your clothes at the door. Naked is we all with unveiled faces beholding us in a glass. Uh -huh. So that you are not afraid to reveal, at least to the people whom God has sent to you, the things that you need help with. And then you are not afraid that they cannot carry it. That's, that's a principle. Alright? So the man and his wife were naked and not ashamed. Genesis chapter 3. Let's go there. I want to introduce the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I will continue tomorrow. Now the serpent was more subtle than all any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, had God said, You shall not eat of 
every tree. Excuse me, do you think that this was soon after the woman was made? Like she just landed, then the serpent came. That means she has been eating. So how does the serpent show up and say, did God say you should not eat of every tree? Really, the first thing he wanted to question was her right to even eat. And then she said to him, give the next verse. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next verse. But of the fruit of the tree. Notice, it's not the tree. Of the fruit product of the tree source, which is in the midst center of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. It means God didn't only tell them what not to do, he told them the consequence of doing it. That means death was not a punishment for eating the tree. Death was a consequence. That means the tree naturally produces death. Uh-oh. Are you following me? Are you following me? One of the things that people are trying to remove from the gospel is consequence. People are trying very hard to remove consequence from the gospel. And that gospel does not come from Jesus. Jesus will tell you, if you do this, this is the result. So that the day you do it, don't feel like it is God who is punishing you by the result. No, it's a natural product of that which you did. Are you following me? So let's go. But of the, and the serpent said unto the woman, <laughs> Madam, 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 you shall not surely die. What did the serpent contest? The knowledge that God had put inside of them. Notice, I'm trying to show you that the Bible says until the tree is pleasant to the eyes, it will never be good for food. So what did God do to stop the tree from being pleasant to the eyes? He just told them consequence. The moment consequence rested in their heart, if they saw the fruit of the tree, it was not attractive no matter how beautiful it looked. So the moment Eve and Adam agreed with God in their hearts. There was no beauty in the fruit of that tree that was strong enough to call their attention. The moment the serpent said to them, you shall not surely die. You shall not. The moment he said it, then he added knowledge to it. Next verse. For God knows. That in the day you eat of this fruit, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing, knowing good. And is anybody still in this church? Is that, sir? Let me show you what this happened. Did this is what God defined as death. That will ultimately lead them to the cessation of even natural life. So, this, sir, is what is responsible for even the cessation of natural life. I gave, I read a scripture at the wedding 
Yeah, if you remember. That scripture was Psalm 34 and then it's in First Peter chapter 3. He said, who is he that loves life and will see good days? Or the psalmist said that and his days will be long. He said, let him keep his tongue from speaking evil. I told you. I said, I told you where we we're going to finish, yeah? The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That the moment God cleanses your fountain from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the first thing that will happen is that you will receive the wisdom that is above, which is first of all pure and then peaceable. We will read it in James. When you receive that light the next thing that happens to you is that every word you minister will come with grace the bible says that if a man is able to do that even his natural life he elongates that means he breaks the power of the consequence of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because the consequence of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is death Joel I can confidently say tonight this thought I'm sharing is a thought that the church will ruminate over for like the next 10, 15, 20 years. I'm not joking. When I say ruminate over and I didn't say God life assembly I said the church of Jesus. Because sir, you know part of our problems is we don't know that if the Bible says we will break the power of death and the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. It didn't say they are in the tongue. It means whatever you engage your tongue in will either produce life or death. It then means that a church must rise who will gain mastery over the tongue. But the, their mastery over the tongue will come from a cleansed fountain of life and the separation from the effect of that tree. That's a journey I wanted us to journey these three days. Yes, sir. It's a journey that reveals the standard and helps us acknowledge how far away from it we are then we can begin to see the provision if we don't see the provision to attain it we'll just think that this these laws are just guy, 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 guy. but david understand it, understood it and he said the laws of the lord are perfect reviving the soul the testimonies of the Lord are sure. They are steadfast. They make wise the simple. They bring joy to the heart. They give light to the eyes. They endure forever. They are righteous altogether. See? See? You can't deal with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Until you hit, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord. So, for God doth know that in the day you eat it. So, the serpent did was he showed them what God called death and then he made them believe that God called it death because God was trying to deny them. And the moment Eve accepted the thought 
that really why God was restraining them was because God desired to deny them. What happened? When the woman saw that the tree and that it was Do you remember chapter 2? God caused trees to grow that were pleasant to the eyes and good for food. So normally, they were supposed to be good for food because they were pleasant to the eyes. Notice the reverse of the order. So Satan first established with her that it was good for food. This is what, this is what energy it will send into you. Just like oranges give you vitamins. This is the energy this particular tree will bring to you. It will make you wise. You'll become like God. You'll be able to decide what is good from what is evil, independent of what God says is good and evil. The moment she saw an opportunity to free herself. Hey. And many of our liberation movements sit upon the tree of the knowledge of good and especially when you hear things like gay rights, feminist movements, the power they are sitting on is the power of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and notice the thoughts that run every one of these are thoughts that defy how god intends for men to think so it has to separate you from the it has, no 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 really why god is saying to you study the bible so that you can know the ways because he knows that day you remove your eye and become sharp you will start to see things correctly that's how they say submit why didn't he say man submit why did this woman submit that's how religion will just press you, press you, press you, press you. You need to be free. Hate when you hate. It's good for food. Then it becomes pleasant to the eyes. Notice, it doesn't come without its consequences. Go and ask the feminist who wants to live alone because she's Libra. If she doesn't hug poles in the night, if she doesn't sleep with men who are not her husband, she had rather paid for sex than commit to it the way God designed it. But she wants children who she will also tell what to do. So she can get a surrogate father. So listen to me. When you look at their lives closely, it's not even pleasant to the eyes. But somebody had to first convince them that it was good for food. It doesn't take away the fact that men have abused their position. You, you have heard me say that a million and one times. It's the same thing. Children get abused from when they are small. One useless uncle who had a demonic homosexual spirit touched them. And that spirit rested upon them. Then they grow up and tell you that they were created their earliest introduction to sexual pleasure was by a man period 
The moment they became that, they became agents of transferring it. So every time they saw a man, they wanted to prove to him that a man can give a man sexual pleasure. one day we woke up and told ourselves it is people's right to choose their sexual orientation. So a man is now telling you that he's transgender. He has moved from being a man to being a woman. So he wants to be using women's bathroom. Then the women are saying we are not comfortable. This guy is a man. He can't share bathrooms with us. Then he goes to court and sues against you that you infringed on his rights. And the world behaves like somebody poured sand inside our brain and mixed it. Then we say it's his right. He is oppressed. No, it's not their right to protect their nakedness from a man. Every godless thinking finds its basis on this thought. So, Satan has to reverse the order. Every time he does it, that's perversion. He reverses the order. So, the thing he shows you is that it is good for food. So that even if that tree was shuaka, Eve was eating it, and was delighting in it not really because of its taste or its beauty but because somebody had convinced her and caused her to look upon so what was the grace of jesus before satan sent that information i can tell you what the grace of jesus is they saw that tree daily they passed it but they were never attracted to it so the grace of jesus makes that you are only attracted to the things that god will have you have oh god are you hearing me? It means that you can walk your senses. I, I intend to share that verse of scripture. The Bible says solid food belongs to the mature who by means of constant use have their senses exercised to discern. It means that you can get to the place where everything that calls your attention is everything God intends for you to have. And everything that attempts to call your attention which God did not intend for you to have, you are able to discern. Because it first will want to be good for food before it is pleasant to the earth. And the eyes in that context of scripture is not talking about everything you lost once. Welcome tomorrow. I'm going to explain that further. Because tomorrow, I, I intend to break down the elements of that tree. How does it work? What energy does it send into you? What begins to happen to you when you partake of that tree? How is it referred to in the New Testament? Because it is knowledge. There's a knowledge that love passes. But there's a knowledge that brings fear. The knowledge that love passes brings peace. The knowledge that this tree passes brings fear. You will see it. So when Pastor Judith read, and he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him 
because he trusts him it means trust him then your mind will be stayed on him that means you will not be considering any other options then you will arrive where at perfect peace that's the fruit of the tree of love when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise what did she do she took of the fruit thereof she ate it and she gave also unto her husband who was with her and he did eat it next verse and the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew as knowledge that's how it came what did they know they knew that they were naked and the moment they knew they were naked they sewed fig leaves together and made for themselves aprons father thank you for your word bring us back tomorrow as we sit and encamp around your word again expose to us the entry door of satan to the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that those doors will permanently be shut that only the doors that communicate life will flow into us blessed be your name our father we release everyone into your peace and we ask that you make provision for everyone tonight thank you in jesus name and everyone said amen